0: It's the Favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1 9 With It in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1 877 770 Stop in Louisiana. 1 877 8 Hope. NY or text Hope NY 467369 in New York. Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am, every single episode by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my co-pilot in winning, Mr. Simon Hunter, my brother. Dude, we got a lot to unpack from week five. Because you and I went after each other. It, it A lot of people liked it. We had an incredible week in the contest. We're going to unpack it all. I've spoken to you several times since last week when we were calling each other bitches. So everyone should know that we're in a good place. But it was dicey there.
1: Just real quick, Chad, before I lay in, you just knock out your little recap from last week of our picks. And then I'll just give you the whole nine yards. Oh, my God. <laughs> You ain't scapegoating that easy, brother. <laughs> oh, you are a fucker.
0: Are you fucking sandbagging me right now? You dug All your right. own hole. Here we go. Number one, the Foxhole, we had Seattle plus five and a half. Boy, Ouch. that was a kick. That yeah, was a two kick pointer. in the nuts. Two-pointer. Man, that was a fucking kick in the nuts. Simon Says, Ravens minus three. Didn't work. Ouch. Exact decision. Browns plus three. It did Boom. work. Survivor, Bills, loved it. Scoot Roulette, Chad at Miami, minus three Ooh. and a half. Simon had the Bills minus 14 and the big balls, Jets plus three. We can discuss. I know we'll get to it. In the contest, we had Cleveland plus three and a half. It was a nail biter. We had Seattle plus five and a half. That was our only loss. We went four and one. Jets plus three and a half. Fuck you. Uh, (laughs) New England minus two and a half. Looked great. Bears plus seven and a half. Loved it. Bears played their best second half of the season, I believe. Um, look, we went four and one in the contest. Uh, the point of contention last week was Miami and the Jets, and I was all in on Miami. Um, but because I like to emotionally hedge, I was glad we put the Jets into the contest at plus three and a half. You loved Miami and then changed your mind, um, not out of strength in your numbers or confidence in your handicap, but because your little buddies called you and said, Let's take the Jets. So we did, and I'm glad. What do you want
1: to say? Um, but before I get into it, 72% now for this season in the contest, which is pretty insane. 18 and
0: seven. 18, 18 and seven. seven in the contest.
1: Um, again, me and Chad, we don't dream of hitting 70%. This, we know we're hot. We're going to keep riding it. Obviously, we're reading the contest well. I think what's working for me and you, and you'll agree, I lock in our picks Wednesday. So we'll literally do this show. The lines come out, I believe, Wednesday afternoon. I just put them in. I just like don't even. I don't even look at all my numbers. I just go, "What did me and Chad talk about? What would be like on Tuesday?" Um, make a couple adjustments, obviously switching the Jets there, but yeah, simple, simple thing where we're kind of leaving it as is, and then it comes to Sunday, and we ran through it. I think we sat out the Rams. Um, we like talked about switching them in for Seattle again. Seattle was the one we were kind of talking about. Um, yeah. I think with the Jets one you kind of just I knew in your heart of hearts you didn't like Miami by the time Sunday came around but you were kind of were already <laughs> in a spot where you're already in it um, but yeah as far as the contest goes it's tough where we're at 72% I look and we're in the money but the first place guy is whatever it is 22 or 21 wins it's like holy crap man like it, these contests are just tough where you got you're going up against it's not even professionals it can just be Joe Schmoe they're just hot right now. So um, yeah, as far as contest goes this season, great. I gotta, I gotta write the ship on the Simon says, we keep getting these numbers. And like, again, when you lose a cover by one point, it's just tough. Cause it's just like, God, these field goals, these extra points, there's just so many weird little things now in football. I mean, I don't know how much we're going to spend time on these refs, but oh, it was just one of those week with the refs. Thank God. We weren't losing tons of money on it. Cause Holy hell um, the NFL Again, Chad can talk on talking real quick. We, we talked about the two a thing, right? How that was going to affect the football going forward. We saw it with Teddy Bridgewater come out of the game that he had no concussion issues. The league tends to overadjust. It's scary. Like if your player, again, my quarterbacks, your running quarterback and Jalen Hurts. Matt Mitchell's running quarterbacks, your running quarterback and uh Josh Allen. If they get up slow or if they wobble, they're done. They're yanking them now, no matter what. So. We are definitely seeing a different shift here in football. Um, I would love to see how you're feeling about it, Chad.
0: Well, yeah, it's um, it's really interesting the way you saw it with Teddy Bridgewater. Like in that game in the Miami game, he was out immediately. Like it wasn't yeah. even a conversation. You knew he wasn't beco- wasn't going to be coming back. You saw it in the Tom Brady call. Like it was a similar sort of the Ray Grady Jarrett rolled him over and Tom Brady hit the turf when he was down, you knew they were going to call it. Because he slammed
1: this, him, they said, right? Yeah,
0: which was bullshit. Right. You saw it last night in the, in the Raiders Chiefs. You saw it with Chris Jones. I don't know was what big. that
1: – yeah, you know? that was – I mean, even ex-football players all of them coming out of the woodworks being like, I, I, we don't know what we're watching now. Again, we don't want to make fun of the league because they're trying to be protecting the quarterbacks here, but – a strip sack and no body weight on the guy I get it it's it's a call because he was behind him and he looked like he was putting his body weight on him but that was just one of the bizarre bazaars so here we go with Chad no well hold on hold on here we then go, last Chad. night
0: last <laughs> night Troy Aikman like Troy Aikman yeah. I don't think he meant to do this but he went like full 1970s broadcaster
2: and my hope is the competition committee looks at this in, in next set of meetings and you know we take the dresses
0: off joe buck obviously went over it. i don't think it got a ton of attention at least you know honest to god as you know i go to bed at halftime like i was done (laughs) i have no idea if people were responding to that or not i just thought it was really interesting that troy aikman sort of chose to go the route of take off the dresses in his commentary about the chris jones roughing the pastor call
1: I'm the biggest Troy Aikman hater, so you don't want to get me on a tangent with him. I, I'm literally one of the people I'm like, if people always praise this guy, what thing of use has Troy Aikman ever said in a game that helped you learn about the game? He goes, and that was a good pass off his back foot there. I wouldn't recommend it. That's literally Troy Aikman in a nutshell. He just he just reads it back. So I actually watch the games on mute, um, so I'm the wrong guy. I not even know. I just read about it like you the next day. So Chad, um, when it comes to the gym Hold on. When it comes the other thing to the I will Jets, say.
0: The other thing I'm going to say. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, uh, my first bet last week, plus eight and a half.
1: Came through. Came through. We're Atlanta Falcon podcast. Um, Go ahead, Simon. I, I, got, I, I have I no knew, other
0: reasons to stop you. I, I, I have nothing Chad. else.
1: I, I knew can Chad think Chad had no way that Chad loved that Miami pick. I know Chad at this point. again, yeah, this is year four of doing this show with him. I knew he, in his heart of hearts, he didn't love it. But at that moment, he was taking a stand. And it was the wrong stand. And I begged them to get off of it, pleaded with them, even name <laughs> called them, because I'm just like, Dude, this is so not you, a divisional home dog. And it was a great spot. And again, the people could go with, well, Teddy got hurt. I didn't know Teddy played defense. I'm pretty sure the Jets scored 40 points. OK, it was just a bad matchup scheme wise for Miami and a bunch of different reasons. When I get calls from certain people, again, I can never thank Chad enough. This show The amount of people I get reached out to now, which is good and bad, because I've learned some people will screw with us. They'll give me info. And if I use it, they'll get a better number. So I've learned from it. But I also learned there's certain guys who call or certain people that say things and you just shut up and you bet it. There's a reason these are 360 guys. There's a reason they work five days a year. Now, they might not bet football the rest of the year, right? That might be their one bet on football. Maybe they'll do college, maybe they'll do baseball. But there's certain groups that's just they're just that legit. And when you hear these whispers, you get down on it. And I pay a fee on it. Like I'm paying for that info. That's not free. Like, again, no kickback from this show. I came on the show. But the main reason I gave it on the show is because me and Chad were so in on Miami. If I take a position like that and I know people are going to listen again, not hyperbole. We know how many people listen to the show and the hundreds of thousands. I got to come on here and give it out and try to plead to people to go the other way because, that sucked. I didn't like it either. Having money on the Jets all week. It was a sweat. And then when they went 14, 40 to 17, you're just like, okay, this is why you shut up and listen to these guys who've been doing this for so long. So to me, I get where Chad was coming from, but the minute he kind of dug his feet in, I go, he is fucked. He doesn't get it. Cause it's just Chad, you know, he listens to a couple of podcasts I read a couple of articles and he'd be like, no, I know some people on Miami. I like what they're going with. And it's like, dude, it's it's a different world. And I know that. Like, I'm I'm smart enough to know, I'm dumb enough to know, that in my early 30s, there's just these dudes who have been doing this for 40, 50 years. They fucking know, dude. And I don't get it, Chad, either. That's why I came on and pleaded. It was just like, watching the game, I was scared, too. Like, what was it? It's 1917. I was like, I'm, I'm going to lose this to a backup. Are you kidding me? Backup, backup. But, you know, reason prevailed. 40 to 17. No sweater that second half. Great bet on that Jets number.
0: You know what's funny is you're 100% right in that you do know me well. In the four years we've done this together, the number of times I've bet on a short road favorite on a team (laughs) that isn't dominant against a team that everyone hates on a team that ends up being the most public bet team, I don't think I've ever done that. (laughs) But we talked about this last week. I thought there were some really interesting things. And this is why... It's fun to unpack these games a little bit, so people can hear that how we think about them as they're making their own betting decisions. I don't know why I felt compelled to dig in on Miami. I don't know if it was a bias <laughs> against the Jets and thinking that they're just an incompetent franchise, and yeah. and seeing what you know, seeing what I've seen in Zach Wilson. I don't know if it was a bias in favor of Teddy Bridgewater. I was gonna say Teddy covers
1: right. I feel like that was Teddy your covers.
0: But it, it was that game. And also, we had a long conversation about this, the Jaguars and the Texans. We knew the Texans were the right side. Yeah. But we couldn't put them in our contest because we have had a bias on the Jaguars all season. And so even though it definitely should have been a Texans game and we it should was have- them won, or the
1: Bears, right? We, we said it was them or the Bears. We we're like, yeah. we're taking one of these seven and a half in this divisional game. And so, we took the like, Bears. God, again, we couldn't kind of have gone, gone wrong there.
0: But you're, you're 100% right. It was so out of character for me (laughs) to go on Miami, be comfortable with Miami and dig my heels in. Meanwhile, the other game, the Cardinals plus six, which like I texted you Sunday night and said, it's going to be so hard to not (laughs) want to bet the Cardinals. And we avoided that one.
1: And that was a joke too. I texted a buddy. It's like, you can see, again, I'm a professional. I think a lot of these people on Twitter are frauds, but you can just tell I'm still an amateur professional where like that Eagles game was a sweat. But that Jets game, that second half, that was a no doubter. It's just like, that's my goal to get to those guys' level where that Eagles one felt so good at 14 nothing, All of a sudden, in that first half, it was uh, seven, four, 14-7, and the Cardinals were driving down to the one-yard line, two-yard line. It's like, woo, never easy.
0: But look, we sweated out the first half. We got it at minus three and a half. And now, all of a sudden, uh, it's week six.
1: Yeah, one-third into the season.
0: We're a one, one third of the way. I'm so, I'm like, <laughs> I'm depressed about it.
1: What well, I love honest. it. if one third, if you told me week one, we'd be one third in 72% hit rate on the contest. I'd be like, no, all right, I'm depressed I'm at
0: how quickly it's going. It's yeah. just making me so upset. Like, are you
1: fucking kidding me? Well, five months makes you feel better. We got five months left of uh, it's the middle of, of October.
0: Football. Like, I just love it so much. I just, <laughs> I love it more than I ever have. I'm so jazzed about it every Sunday. It's like a drug. <laughs> All right. First game up. Chicago Bears. I was really encouraged by the second half of that game. The Bears had every reason to pack it in. Justin Jefferson was torching them. Kirk Cousins started out, I think 16 of 16 or 14 of 14. The second half of the the second half this year in games, the Bears have been outstanding. And they proved it again this past week. This game opened at one I bet the bears at minus one it's bounced around. It went, went to bears plus one. Now it's bears, you know, minus a half Thursday night, short home favorite, Simon. I don't know how we're not all in on the bears here.
1: God damn it. Just cause the commanders keep sucking me in. I thank God I was on Tennessee last week. Cause I just, I just could not get behind it with the commanders. I don't get how they don't bench Carson and how they don't get rid of Rivera. Like they have no what Ron
0: Rivera said this week. It's like, what's the difference between you and other teams? He goes quarterback.
1: And he's in a division with Daniel Jones and Cooper Rush that are playing quarterback right now. Like, that's just a bullshit excuse. Uh, So to me, burn it all down. I just, even though I know all the pros will be on, the commanders, like, this, they're the better team. They have more talent, everything like that. No, no way. No way will I do it. So no way I'll let Chad talk me into taking Bears Thursday night. But I'll bet it with them. But yeah, not not going to be one of my five best bets this week. Tell you that much.
0: It's in, look the the Thursday night games. The home team has been covering.
1: Yep, and they're and, profitable. and
0: and and now I'm basically getting the home team as a pick. I, honestly, I'm thinking about that more than I'm thinking about the Bears individually. But I am really encouraged by how this team plays. In the second half, they look like they believe. They know they're a good running team. They know they're a good defensive team. Uh, I think they look like they believe in Matt Ibraflus. Uh This is the week. I get my heart broken.
1: Yeah, I mean, loosely using "good defensive team" there, Jeff. Okay. Well, in the but second with half, you, they got they got they got guys in spots. Like you got good young talent for. Again, we talked about coming into the season. You got, you had no draft picks, and somehow you hit on undrafted guys in a fifth round pick, like that's how you build out good teams. So I'm, I'm with the bears future. You have something to look forward to, but um, man, Justin Fields got to get this guy some help. Like we see his athleticism. Oh like, yeah. That's all I'm going to say about the bears. Like that right now they're failing him as an organization. They have to get him some talent.
0: I think that's a great way of saying it. They are 100% failing him as an organization. That is a hundred percent true. Um, all right. So Uh, Like I said, Bears right now, minus one at FanDuel. Next game on the board, we're talking about our favorite team, the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road, as it looks like two and a half point underdogs to the dreadful Indianapolis Colts.
1: Yep, Classic wait for the three and we pounce. Like, I'm just waiting for that three. Give me that three, sports books. I mean, they must know that obviously you're going to get it for it.
0: You're definitely going to get it. Like, 83% of the money right now and 52% of the tickets are on the Colts. So, we're going to get a plus three on the Jags.
1: I'm hoping. Cause again, people I get, they jump boat on a, a Jags team that I don't know why they just cannot beat Houston. It's been the most bizarre thing. The last three times they've been favored, it's all been against Houston and they just keep losing to Houston. So, it's just funny. They keep becoming favorites when they play Houston. And they lose to Houston. Houston just, for some reason, has their number. The Jaguars have the Colts number. So we're getting a plus three on a Jags team that people are down on. I just don't think they're as bad as they've looked. A Colts team that's not as good as their record states. Like 2 2 and one is, it's bizarre. But like a buddy said to me, that's the difference between Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz, right? Carson, he loses games where Matt Ryan could be absolutely trash and somehow still put his team in a winning position. Um No – my biggest fear is I have no read on this Colts team. Like, I just don't – I don't know how they keep doing it, but they keep doing it somehow. Um, But getting them as a favorite is different than getting them as a dog. So, to me, in in the AFC South, that we really don't know what these teams are, I feel comfortable taking a dog here. where I do think the Jaguars are just better than they've shown these last two weeks. Like, that Eagles game was a slop fest, and that was a 6-6 game heading into the fourth quarter, and the Texans put a touchdown up and just – Again, Trevor Lawrence looked lost last week. I just think he bounces back in this position. So, um, yeah, plus three, I would take it. But a two and a half, I probably wouldn't.
0: You can't get a read on this team because they are the quintessential uh, AFC slash NFC South team. (laughs) Nameless, faceless, nondescript, can't define what their character is in a city that no one thinks about. Pretty much. And I say this as a guy who went to Indiana University. And loved it. <laughs> Just the truth.
1: Just the East you know Coast saying?
0: bias. That's exactly what it is. All right. The New York Jets, the resurgent New York Jets on the road at the Green Bay Packers at FanDuel right now. The Packers are seven-point favorites. You got to pay a little juice if you want to get the seven, which means that uh the money is coming in. You're probably gonna have to, you might be able to get a seven and a half, or it might be a six and a half. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Money's coming in on the Jets. Tickets are coming in on the Jets. Everyone loves the Jets right now. Oh my God! I'm just going to wait, see how low this number goes, and play the Packers.
1: Yeah, again, I don't know what to do with this though because I think the Packers might actually suck. Like the Giants had their top three receivers were out. Barkley was banged up semi. Daniel Jones was playing with like a broken ankle and a bleeding hand, and they beat the shit out of them. in that second half, I mean, I guess I guess you could chalk it up to England woes, but. I did it last week. Like, I'm just – I like fading these teams coming back from England that don't take the buy. Seven and a half was a great number for this Jets team. It sucked that people bet it down so quick. That was a nice number to take them at. I'm with Chad, though. It's like literally we're, we're buying at the peak, you could say, of the Jets, but I just don't think the books are realizing how bad this Green Bay team is. Maybe I'll be eating my words next week, but I saw a Patriots team go on the road, with a rookie quarterback who didn't have any touches and he took it to this Packers team and they were in that game, right? Even you take away the pick, the pick six, they lose by seven in that game. I think the Jets are a better positioned than that Patriots team was. So I don't know. It, it's like one of these that games that's going to make me question all week. And I bet the seven and a half when it opened, but not for a lot, right? The books weren't taking a lot on that number. But I, I just instantly thought to myself, I just. Are we? What do? What do? How could? How do Green Bay score? I don't really get this team at all. Like again, you can look at their wide receivers and blame them. I think it's on Rogers and Lafleur. Like it's just, I don't like what's going on in Green Bay right now. So, I would grab the seven. But I kind of, I kind of get where Chad's coming from. Where it's like, isn't this where we sell the Jets? Two straight wins. Um, it's kind of where you want to get off. But I'm fine accepting that I was wrong about this Jets team. Like, yeah, they've stolen a couple games here. Their record is better than it should be. But there's just something about this Green Bay team. Their defense has shown me nothing, and that deserves any type of respect. Their offense, they are clearly missing that third down present of Devontae Adams. On third down, they're throwing to freaking Randall Cobb, who's a corpse. So just scary times right now for Green Bay.
0: Well, look, we still uh, owe people a foxhole, Simon says, an exact decision. We don't have any games uh, through the first few that we like uh, as consideration for our final five. We don't have to make this, you know, part of that conversation. There will be other options. Uh, along yeah. I'm just saying,
1: if, if in our contest, they are seven and a half, I I a hundred percent feel like I'm going to be able to talk into the jets just because I don't know. Gr- Green Bay just feels a little overrated right now because people are still bait, bait, betting off what they were these last couple of years with Devontae Adams and clearly, That is an issue for this team on third down.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Speaking of the New York football giants, they are relatively big underdog at home this week, plus five. Here's my initial take on this. The giants are winning in spite of themselves. (laughs) The Ravens are consistently losing or close to losing in spite of themselves. So are you going to get the worst of a very good team or the best of a not-so-talented team? Where does the advantage lie?
1: Yeah, well, it feels like this number is impossible to handicap. Like, every fiber of my body screams take the Ravens, but the Giants just smile, and they just want me to do it. They go, go ahead, keep doubting us, and we'll be 4-1. and one. Makes zero sense. I can't get over that they're good. Again, we live in an area where a lot of the guys, especially guys I used to work with on the Jersey Shore show, Giants fans are coming out of the woodworks. Them and the Jets fans. It's always a fun time when New York is actually has good, or I should say New Jersey has good football teams. Uh I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of this Giants team. Like, I know head coaching is important and they take on the identity of their head coach, but it's also bizarre. Daniel Jones, I I don't get it. I don't get any of it. I can't even try to break it down where, yeah, my model. The value is on the Ravens. Like, I got this number at six. I like the Ravens' position, but I feel like Chad just nailed it. Like, the Ravens can't – they're just not beating these teams up like they have been these past couple years. Like, you know, we'd get those random 20, 25-point wins by the Ravens. We're just not getting it. Either their offense doesn't have it or their defense doesn't have it or it's just a very up-and-down team that just been playing teams close. So, I get it. I mean, we could pass on it for right now. Maybe my opinion will change. Like, I just I feel like a coward being scared of the Giants, but I just I either would take the Ravens or I wouldn't take anything at all. We move on. Yeah.
0: All right. Bengals, two-point favorites on the road at the Saints. The line has moved up. The Bengals getting everything. All the money, all the tickets. Look. Yep. I'm on in
1: this foxhole, Chad.
0: We're going with the Saints, right? I
1: mean, of course, you know me. All right. Up to
0: me. Let's climb down. Into the foxhole, cause the Saints are the side here. Yeah, like of course you take the Saints. And um, no one's gonna
1: want it. That's listening to the show. I'm like, yeah. if this, if I could have made this our big balls, I would have. Because it's Tuesday, foxhole, jump on in. We're going to the foxhole. New Orleans Saints plus two. No brainer. As soon as this line came out, I knew I was gonna be on it. You have a Bengals team that we've seen what they are, right? They're exactly what they were last year. They play gross, ugly, close games. But the biggest weakness on that team is the coaching. And I'm looking at a Saints team. They actually look like they know exactly what they want to be now. They kind of have a rhythm going here. They need Dalton bringing in uh, Taysom Hill. It's a wacky offense. And Kumar is back, too, which, again, he didn't make too many plays last year. you saw the defense accounting for him and leaving lanes open for Hill to hit. So, I just like the Saints team, and I like their defense in this matchup as well. I think they do match up well against them where Seattle kind of – and the Vikings, they both were – I know it's crazy to say Geno Smith's a high-flying passing offense right now, but he kind of is. I look at this Bengals team that they've taken a step back. They just don't – they're not getting the balls downfield. I, I just don't see the Bengals adjusting well to how the defenses are playing Burrow. Um, we've seen Chase struggling as well this year. To, to The public is going to be all over this. This number of shoes are opened. I was like, I'll just wait, hopefully get a three Yeah it's gone the way I've hoped the public is just betting in the book will keep moving it. Cause pros are going to keep waiting. Um, no, no brainer pick. Uh, <laughs> I, it was one of those two, as soon as I saw I thought you were going to make it your executive. That's why I jumped on it as a foxhole. I just thought we I had to get it in, had to get it and not let Chad steal it. Oh no, I've got one in mind for the executive. Probably both can be on the same one though. Uh, well, listen,
0: I won the exact decision last week. And so um, <laughs> I know.
1: said, though, Browns would have been Simon Says if you hadn't stolen it.
0: Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just sign up with promo code Favorites. This week, my favorite picks are in the Browns-Patriots game. I like the Browns, I like the under, I like Nick Chubb over his total rushing yards. I love betting at FanDuel because they've got a great app that's safe and secure and live betting options that let me update my action on a game even after it's kicked off. So sign up today with promo code FAVORITES for your first no sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older and in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1 877 770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, so we both agree on the Saints. Tally-ho, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, they looked like they were going to steamroll then now 5-0 and against the spread Atlanta Falcons, who I'm truly falling in love with. Instead, they let him back in the game. Arthur Smith made the really interesting call. They were down 21-13, and he went for two, made it 21-15. We all know what happened in that game. They still covered. The Buccaneers are on the road at the Steelers. The Bucs are uh, about eight and a half point favorites. Look, who wants to bet the Steelers at this point? But the numbers will tell you this is when you make the play on the big home dog. They're eight and a half right now.
1: I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll just bet the under. I should be all over the Steelers here, a big home dog. But can he pick it against this Bucks defense? I don't see where the points come from. I just yeah. don't see where they come from. And that's my biggest issue here. It's like, Bills are good. Those defense are good. Are they as good as the Bucks? I don't know. Like the Bucs might be even better. So I I want to take Kenny and this Pittsburgh team. I think that is a big number. And Brady, they let them backdoor them. Like Atlanta, they were dead. What was it? Twenty-one nothing. Like you were saying, that game was over. Um, and they came all the way back and they had a chance of winning that game without one bad blown call. Because Bucks defense did look tired in that that Florida Sun. This is different though. This is up in Pittsburgh. I mean, am I about to bet Brady is about to go zero for four against the spread? I don't know what to do. It's just. It's well, so look, tough.
0: The, it, the more we talk about it.
1: Feels like we should win the bucks, right?
0: No. The more it feels like uh. a no-brainer to bet the <laughs> Steamers. Because How we are talking score? about we we're talking about a team that just got blown out. I bet if we called Evan Abrams right now and said, <laughs> give me the historical really? numbers on teams in a blowout loss who are more than a touchdown, touchdown underdog in the following game, I guarantee it's like. 58, 59%. So you probably have the history. You're going to have...
1: It's a good number too. Like I have this You're going to fade seven. the public. It's eight and a half.
0: You're going to have a huge home underdog and you're going to have a team that no one thinks can do anything because they've only seen the quarterback play one game and all he did was score three points. I worry about Matt Canada as an offensive coordinator. There is nothing going on with that offense for the second year in a row. But the Steelers are the side here. They just are.
1: Yeah. So maybe the Bucks I'll bet have it. not
0: shown us anything to make us think they can close games
1: out. Right. So, like again, Chad, everything you said is so true. So I'll probably end up when I just as we sit here on Tuesday, it's it's just so sick and gross. I just can't pull myself to do it. But again, I you know I'm what I'm sure I'm sure Chad's gonna break because this is this is literally right up my alley. Like I, I <laughs> always love these ugly dogs.
0: This is of course we're supposed to be betting this game, and I guarantee come Thursday, little preview, this will be a big boss. I a hundred percent 100 percent believe it feels that a, way. This will be a big ball. It's got there's no other game on the board that can be a big boss other than eh, this one. We'll see. Meanwhile, the 49ers go on the road and they're five and a half point favorites on the road at the Falcons. It's a pros-joes game. 72% on the Niners of the tickets, 60% of the money on the Falcons. The only thing that's keeping me from pulling the trigger on the Falcons right now, and this is stupid, is the fear of regression because they haven't lost against the spread this year, but I think this this game matches up perfectly for them.
1: Simon says. When
2: Simon says do it, we do what Simon says.
1: Go, go grab Atlanta right now. Hopefully you can get that plus six. Um, I see it's still there. It's some, a couple books. You're probably going to be stuck with a five, five and a half. It's just a no-brainer play. 49ers are banged up. They got a lot of injuries. They're not playing the corpse of Carolina like they did last week. That team literally just got rid of their quarterback and their coach in a day. Yeah, Baker's hurt. I'm sure he's hurt. Get out of here. They, they just – that was classic, great spot to take the 49ers. We, we, we wanted to take it too, but we just couldn't pull ourselves to do it. Um, great defense. Now Nick is injured. They got injuries, injuries on their offensive line. You're playing an Atlanta team that is just in these games. And the the fact that they're a home dog against Shanahan, Shanahan has a favorite on the road. Again, I can't wait to see what Evan puts out for trends. That is not a trend that's ever been good for Kyle Shanahan. So um, I'm just looking at just, again, I throw it out the 5-0 and ATS. I'm just going week by week here. It's a nice spot to take Atlanta. I'd bet it down to 3.5, bet it down to 4. And I do think I'll get down there. I think other pros are just going to be on this Atlanta team. Like, they can move the ball. Like, Mariota. Not an amazing quarterback. I'd be pissed if he was my quarterback, but he is good. He's, like, he just moves the ball, and it's crazy. Against that Bucs team, he kept having these big throws on third down. It's like that's a veteran quarterback who's been around, stands in the pocket, takes hits. We, we love Atlanta. Like, the fact that I haven't been on them every week, it's killing me. It's like they're 5-0. and oh, I should have been on them every week. I'm not missing this week in such a good spot against a 49ers team on um, back-to-back East Coast road game. Um Again, Atlanta, hopefully they can get the six, but five and a half is fine.
0: It's exactly the play. In fact, uh, this will be the first entry that I feel great about in our faves five.
1: Yeah. Again, this this and the Saints one I knew right away me and Chad were gonna have in contest. It's just both both games would just perfectly line us up with home dogs in great spots.
0: I should have put this, I should have said I had the Saints in the Fave Five too. Uh, the next game, the Patriots on the road. At the Browns, this game opened at two and a half. Chad Millman, what he likes to do on (laughs) Sunday nights. I'll open the Action Network app. I'll start looking at uh, lines. I try not to be too aggressive, like the Falcons I loved, but I had second thoughts because I was worried about regression until Simon talked me out of it this second. I mentioned I loved the Bears. Chad Millman is going to call an exact decision on the Browns. They are three-point favorites at home against the Patriots. Chad Millman got them at two and a half on Sunday night because he was looking at the Action Network app. He saw that the line, the juice was at minus 120. He knew it would be moving soon. He got the two and a half. The rest of you, I would still take the three. Exec
2: decision. A choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision.
0: Exec Decision. Go with the Brownies. The Brownies did it for me last week against the Chargers. Going to do it for me this week against the Patriots. Right now, betting tickets on the Patriots. Money. The pros are on the Browns. Give it to me.
1: So happy. Another week we get to hear about Chad getting the best of the number. What a fun segment this always is. Uh, Yeah. Best of the number. (laughs) Chad nailed it. It's like, again, just a, a bet. I don't want to make, but the minute the number comes out, I'm going to have to make it. They should have won last week, the Browns. Their kicker missed, what, two field goals. Chargers are begging to give that game away. God, this Cleveland team, they're they are heartbreakers, man. That's the biggest fear of taking this number because we like it better when they're dogs. We don't like taking them as favorites. But a rookie quarterback off a dominating win at home, going on the road, play a Cleveland team that needs this win now. They need this. Patriots. I'm excited for them, right? Their their offense looks like they're figuring it out here, their is too. This is just a good spot, take the Browns. I would honestly take up three and a half, take it up to four. A good team against a team in New England that they're not as good as the people think they are right now, right? Who have they beaten? They beat Pittsburgh and they just beat Detroit in Detroit's first outdoor game of the season. I, I'm shocked uh, the, the public loves the Patriots so much just because, again, it's a rookie on the road. But I, I know our guy, Matt Mitchell, loves his quarterback. Really zappy. It, maybe it's just a carryover from the the all at bet him college and not just betting him in the pros, but interesting that so many people are on a rookie on the road against a good Browns team, right? They're, they've been better than I thought they would be coming into this year. Here's what I think.
0: You live in an insular world of professionals. I'm more connected and have a better sense of uh, the populace. <laughs> the populace in general. It's my, it's my gift, right? I can do populist content. It's how I've turned gambling into something that like nobody pays attention to into a worldwide business. <laughs> a Bailey Zappi is the quarterback you're referring to.
1: Yes. Bailey, Bailey Zappi.
0: Bailey Zappi played great against the Packers. Like you mentioned in a big game. That was like the game of the week. And then they go out and beat the lions who everyone sort of felt might be kind of good and had a high scoring offense and they shut him out. So now everyone's thinking, Oh, the Patriots are figuring it out. They might not be bad. The Browns are just a good team. Like, and I'm going to continue to believe that they're getting some bad breaks and some weird calls, but this is a good team and there's no way they should never not be taken. If they are short home underdogs or short home favorites, and there's no way they should be three points against the Patriots should be higher.
1: Yeah. And again, we're going to probably have this one in our contest and it sucks knowing that we might be stepping in front of a train that is the new England Patriots on a hot roll, but the numbers just don't back that up. It's like, nope. yeah, they could be, Things outside the numbers you don't see coming with this Patriots team, but just, just on paper, this is a good spot to take the Browns.
0: Bailey Zappies. Zow, so, zow, so, so. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. On the road at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, three-point underdogs at home. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, what the hell am I supposed to do here? Every fiber in my body says you take Miami. You don't even think. You just blindly bet it so i guess that's what i'm gonna do but i don't know teddy bridgewater has not installed anything in me that's like okay i can trust this guy i've seen him go out of games like that before where he takes little hits little nicks and he he backs out of games and now i have money on the third string quarterback of miami kind of scary but (laughs) yeah i'll be honest but love love this matchup for them against the vikings defense that's suspect we just saw chicago move the ball pretty easily against this uh, Viking secondary. Now you're taking them a throw into to the hot Florida sun. Come on now. Me, me and Chad on Mac be on Miami, but wait and see. Grab the three if you want for small, but let's wait and see and make sure we definitely are getting Teddy. Everything I've read, he's passed all concussion tests, but they've updated the rules. He has to get cleared from a doctor that's outside the team that's working for the NFL. Um, it's just – as we said here on Tuesday, I don't know if it's definitely going to be Teddy, but love the number, so I'll just grab it small right now grab the three.
0: Um, the one thing I'll say, you know, you've said a couple times, it's a defense that gave up 40 points. But this game, I think it was into the third, maybe even into the fourth. I can't remember the exact timing. It was 1917 the Dolphins are moving the ball with Skylar Thompson from Independence, Missouri, where the buck stops with him. And I mean that literally my bucks <laughs> stopped with Skylar Thompson. It's a Harry Truman reference for all you Fletch fans.
1: The Jets are a fourth quarter team. So I was just never worried because the Jets, if you look through the, them this year, all their points usually come in the fourth quarter. So well, here's my negate everything he said about Miami. It was a,
0: this, this game was 1917. The Dolphins are moving the ball. They get a couple penalties and they missed and the field missing- goal. They missed a 54-yard field goal. And Mike McDaniels' face on that was great. Like, normally yeah. coaches, like, are so stoic. And they had a shot, at close-up of Mike McDaniels after he missed that field goal. And it was, he was like, what? What just happened? Like, it was just a great, great look. <laughs> and, it, like, it wasn't mad. It was just sort of mystified, right? And that was the game, right? Like, they could have gone on 2019. They had the momentum. They were stopping him. And then all of a sudden, it was, you know, turnovers and a bunch of things and it's steamrolled. But, Uh, I do like Miami in this spot. That's totally the point. The Carolina Panthers, look, new coach, new quarterback, uh, on the road at the Rams. I want to give a shout out here to our luck rankings that we've talked about. Nick Giffen, Billy Ward, Sean Kerner. They started doing it this past week. It's brilliant. And um, it basically accounts for factors that are, high variant moments in a game that if you put them all together is an indication of this team was a little bit luckier or this team was a little bit unluckier. The number one team in terms of luck versus unluck or lack of luck this past week was the Rams. You play that game 70, 100 times, 70 times based on the underlying stats, the Rams win that game and cover against the Cowboys. Everyone go into the Action Network app or go into actionnetwork.com. Read about the luck rankings. They're amazing. And I'll also say that of the teams that had the biggest discrepancies in luck per this formula going into week five, um, they were six and three. The top nine teams were six and three uh, against the spread. That was teams that had a differential of 10 luck points or more. Fascinating formula. I'm so into it. I love it. Check it out. The Rams were the unluckiest team in the NFL this past week.
1: Hey guys, if you're still listening to this, Simon. Uh, yeah, I agree (laughs) with Chad. Like it's, I want to take the Rams bad, but what the hell are the Rams? They look lost Chad. They can't run the ball, which we know McVay needs in his offense. So now they're one dimensional. Not only that, the only guy that seems to can catch the ball is Cooper cup, which we all already knew. Um, just a bizarre team. Everything about them is just so weird. The Rams, I knew they're out of Super Bowl hangover, but what the fuck, man, they're, they're broken. Like, like you just said, how did they lose that game to Dallas? It was bizarre. What was the first play like a strip sack and he took it back for a touchdown. It's
0: yeah. And then a punt. yeah, Yeah. Every,
1: everything going wrong for the Rams. So I'm with Chad. I feel like we should be betting them here. But I don't know. I feel like I'm either be on Carolina or I'll just stay away. It's it's the Rams a, it's gonna be a room.
0: pass for me because there's also the factor of a new head coach and a new quarterback. And that right. I think that actually is an advantage for Carolina. I do too. Cardinals on the road at the Seahawks, the Cardinals now two and a half point favorites. Very interesting game. Here's something that my buddy Mike Schiffman texted me. Mike's a longtime uh, producer and executive at ESPN. He's also a futures savant. And he texted me the other day and he's like, should I be betting the Cardinals a plus 900 to win the NFC West right now? Mm-hmm. The Niners don't look great. The Rams don't look great. The Seahawks don't look great. The Cardinals like are not that far out of it. And they got DeAndre Hopkins coming back.
1: I don't hate it. Cause I think everyone's on the same thing. It's just like, no one knows what the Cardinals are. They just seem dysfunctional just like that Rams team does. But like you just said, at least they're healthy. We're, Stafford might have a bad elbow, and they have a bad offensive line. Cardinals, for the most part, have stayed relatively healthy, and they're getting Hopkins back. I don't know what to do with this game. My, my, my gut instinct is just take the dog at home in a yep. divisional game. So that's what I'll be on. It's just the Seahawks obviously aren't that good. Eventually, Gino's going to come back down to earth, and I'll get caught eventually. Maybe we got caught last week, but it feels like the Seahawks are a good team, not as bad as we all thought they were coming into this year. The Cardinals, yeah, they've looked better. Um, but at the same time, like even watching that Eagles game back, there's something missing there on that offense. Like Kyler, he's so dynamic. And again, I think what they put up 17 against the Eagles, that's just, that's too little for them and all the speed they have on that offense at home. Um, I don't know, put them outside against the Seahawks team. It, I'm, I'm dying to take the Seahawks here, but the, the fear is, like Chad just said, I think Cardinals probably are the better team. I got the better quarterback, just playing the numbers. Though, I'll take the plus three divisional dog, but I don't know if it will be one of our five. I'm just I'm leaking a little confidence here on the Seahawks team.
0: I don't think it will be right now. We've got four in the list: Atlanta five and a half, Saints two, Cleveland three, and Miami plus three. I think that. Uh, what do you have this game uh, rated at? What's your number?
1: And that's why I was like all over the Seahawks. I had this at minus one Seahawks, so I'm getting a ton of value. But I oh think. Oh my I'm- god. Yeah, but I think I'm overrating the Seahawks. That's my issue right now. So I'm just a little weary where it's like, clear the books. They think they got a good number here on the Cardinals. And again, if the public had came in really heavy on the Seahawks, I'd be completely off of the game. The fact that it's split right now, it kind of makes me a little more confident on taking the Seahawks in this position.
0: Maybe we'll get some sharp calls about it. Game of the week. Big, big game.
2: get your heels up and Shout. throw your hands up and Shout. throw your hair back and Shout. come on now the bills are
0: making it happen now game of the week bills visiting the chiefs this game opened chiefs one and a half it's now two and a half before we get to you Matt Mitchell Bill's mafia Don
2: <laughs> how you feeling this is a this is a gut check game the bills creamed the Chiefs last year in the regular season at Arrowhead in that weird game with the lightning delay. They spent the entire offseason assembling a super team specifically to beat just this team after coming within 13 seconds of doing just that in the playoffs last year. They're doing that. They appear to be an unstoppable war machine, hell-bent on world domination. I think the Bills absolutely roll in this game. And maybe that's hubris. Maybe that's insanity. I usually am consumed with dread for Bills games, especially big Bills games. I think they absolutely win this going away.
0: The number of pictures we may get of Matt Mitchell wearing gloves while he's eating
2: buffalo wings could be astonishing. It's in my least favorite window, dinner time, bath time, bedtime window for two small children. So I'm a little pissy about that. I'd rather it was just a primetime game, but yeah, good chance the surgical gloves come out Wings go into my mouth
0: for sure. Simon, I agree with what Matt said. Like, this number's moved up. Chiefs, they generally have not looked good. You're kind of banking on Patrick Mahomes to find a way to bail you out.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the hell to do with this. I love the Chiefs. How how do we not love the Chiefs, What They're a home dog. Yeah, they played bad last week. Isn't that more of a reason to take them here? They they played it bad against a divisional team. The Bills look like all world. So, I don't know. I'll buy low. I'll, I'll take the Chiefs. Don't be an idiot. Don't tease this number. We already talked about it. When, when Josh Allen beats you, he beats the shit out of you. I, I can't see this. That's the only way you're here, right? They're giving you the two and a half now. Everyone in their grandma's going to have that eight and a half tease with the Chiefs. Why wouldn't you? That's a great teaser leg. But just looking at this number, I, I want to take the Chiefs bad. I know two really smart guys who are all in on this Bills team. They love them in this position for what Matt just talked about. They're built to beat this Chiefs team. They beat them last year in that playoffs game. It just took a literally a miracle for Mahomes. Again, whoever the ball last was going to win it. Just so happened it was Mahomes. Feels like the same thing in this game. Whoever has the ball last is going to win it. I'm happy to take the money line or take the two and a half for this Chiefs team. Interesting.
0: Should we put that in our list right now? We got four games on our list.
1: No, the next one I I like. You know it's coming. All
0: right. Well, I I I, I'm on the fence right now about this game. The Bills and the Chiefs. I mean, I don't so have good. a strong opinion yet. Um, the, the Bills clearly look like
1: the better team right now. but Yeah. Chiefs
0: is underdogs at home. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. No opinion yet. We're going to wait until Thursday. <laughs> we'll continue to develop. I apologize. We can't give people an opinion today. Next game, we definitely have an opinion. Cowboys visiting the Eagles. You can get the Eagles at four and a half point favorites right now. It's a fucking
1: buy for me. Yeah, uh, no brainer. Come on. Are you kidding me? Easy easy bet. And it's like one of those, right Right when that game ended with the Dallas and the Rams, I thought to myself, wow, Eagles are going to get an amazing number. Just because, once again, the all-world defense of the Dallas Cowboys, just absolutely abusing all these teams they play, they're finally going to play the best offensive line of football. So it's going to be true, truly, the the best the Cowboys have against the best the Eagles can have. And the biggest, again, the biggest discrepancy to me is this the Eagles offense? Like, we, we know exactly where we're getting from Hurts. we Cooper Rush, man. Like, that was unreal how bad he was in that game. Um, I've enjoyed trolling the Cowboys fans about them trading Dak and they should hold on to Cooper Rush. But we kind of saw Cooper kind of turn back into a pumpkin last week. Um, gamer, right? He's still, what is he now, 5-0 ATS, Chad? Something crazy like totally. that. Totally. Um, but, yeah, Eagles Sunday night at home. It's a different world. He's about to step into Cooper Rush here. So to me, Eagles. If you're scared, once again, first half they're unbelievable. Like that last week, that was a sweater, but was it? Not really. Like they're up fourteen nothing. If you were smart enough, and I wasn't, just to turn off the TV, that was a good. That was an easy winner. Um, This Eagles team is just good. They're they're playing at a good level right now, where they probably should have lost that Arizona game, but things keep going their way. They're just a complete team. 5 and 0 is no fluke. They they feel like they are really well put together. Dallas I don't know what to make of them. It's like them and the Giants like 4 and 1. That's incredible. They're 4 and 1 with the backup quarterback since week 1. Truly incredible. So, I'm trying. I'm trying hard not to make it my like bigger bets of this week cow, of the Eagles, but it feels like such a bad spot for this Cowboys team. They're just due for such a stinker and this is a perfect spot for an Eagles team.
0: Yeah, I lo- love 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 want to marry the Eagles in this spot. And if you can get four and a half, half. you got to take it right away. It's not, I don't think it's going to go lower. Um, So go get it, go get it. Uh, That is in our contest right now. Last game chargers minus five against the Broncos. This is interesting to me that um, the Monday night game, the, the money, the tickets are on the Chargers, and the money is on the Broncos. I don't know why anybody would be betting the Broncos at this point.
1: Just because who the hell are the Chargers to be, be that big of a favorite in a divisional game? I think that's probably what my first thought was, too. Um, but then, yeah, like Chad t- just talked about, take a step away. Did he really get surgery this week, Russell Wilson? And now he's turning around and playing a football game? Um, weird. I won't touch it. Maybe I'll be on the under. I don't know what they really do with this game as we sit here. But I just know a couple of guys I talked to are just like, the Chargers team aren't that good. Or maybe they are good. They just have the, some of the worst coaching. This is the worst coaching matchup we've had this season, right? Yeah. Both these guys, major question marks. So um, me putting big money on either of these guys, no chance. I, I'll probably just pass on this one.
0: Should we give people a uh, early survivor pick?
1: I had a really tough time this week. I want to take the Rams, but that feels like an awful trap that I'd just be walking right into. Um, but you kind of have to, though. I know there's just there. There isn't there isn't other options that just really jump out. Oh, so
0: when are you gonna want to use the Rams again?
1: That's fair. Uh, I know you didn't love it, but the Bucks weren't terrible. Yeah, they're they're minus eight, but I'm with Chad. Like it just. When else would we take the Rams? This feels like the last chance, but that's what it's just scaring the hell out of me. Like you talked about, they have the new coach and the new quarterback, but we're just banking on them just being truly awful. Yeah, maybe it will change on Thursday, but as we say it today, my best two options I could give you or Eagles. I don't hate the Eagles either, but that's that's a little spooky compared to taking the Bucks.
0: That is a risk.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know if it is. Like I just would, I honestly would be shocked if they lost a Cooper Rush on the road. Winning this game coming to Philadelphia, but yeah, Bucks, Bucks, uh, Bucks, Rams feel like the two safest ones for Survivor.
0: All right, our foxhole is Saints plus two, but I would I would recommend don't don't rush it because I do feel like this line is going to move up a little bit. Simon says Atlanta plus five and a half, love it. Exact decision, Cleveland minus three, love it. Foreshadowing. We might talk ourselves into the Steelers as our big balls bet of the week, but we'll decide that on (laughs) Thursday. Our current fave five, Atlanta five and a half, Saints two, Cleveland three, Miami plus three, Eagles minus four and a half. On Thursday, we'll nail down the list. We'll uh, talk about sharp calls. We'll play scooch roulette, which, by the way, this past week, um, I think I mentioned uh, you won. I lost. I don't know. We'll continue to love and support each other. That's what we do. Can't wait. For Simon Hunter, for producer extraordinaire Matt Mitchell, I am Chad Millman. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you.